I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. LA's mega sports station is KSPN AM 710 Los Angeles. KRDC AM 1110 Pasadena Los Angeles. 710 ESPN. And here we go. It is Travis Rogers. It is Alan Sliwa. Travis and Sliwa is on. We're here each weekday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. We begin nine hours of L.A. sports talk all day long. So Travis has the day off. I guess he didn't want to be here for the bloodbath death. Ramona Shelburne Momo is here with Slee. And yes, Slee, I haven't done it in a while just because I've been trying to be nice, but uh, hit the music. See, Momo, this is the song we play when the Lakers just get creamed, like they did last night at Houston. We will discuss. Meanwhile, it is also National Pack Your Lunch Day. The reason I bring this up, no, Slee, I'm not going to do a shawarma bit. What I am going to do is yesterday on Mason and Ireland, Momo brought her lunch to work. I mean, my, my lunch that I brought, Mace, literally I brought a bag of tortillas... I can show you. Okay, it's probably we we're we're fine. <laughs> Flour. I didn't have time to make anything, so I brought a bag of tortillas and yep. a couple slices of cheese that I was maybe gonna go make. Yeah, we're good on lunch. We're we're covered. I know Sliwa's old lunch in sixth grade might be a better option than that. Let's get to it. Travis and Sliwa with Momo. Your Thursday right now. Here we go. Live from LA Live. Sweet tea, Travis Rogers. Hit him in the face, Sliwa. I'll still take the face. Travis and Sliwa right now. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's go. Ramona Shelburne in Whoa. the house. Ramona, have we ever done a show together? Like a full so. three Not hour full show, show together? I definitely called in for multiple segments when you were doing Laker Talk. I've definitely done like two, three segments where, you know. Very lengthy segments that we just went on and on for a while. But not a full well, show, I don't think. I'm ex- very, very excited. So Trav's got the day off. Um, I don't know why Chris is talking about our lunch. Can you imagine what Chris Morales' lunch is when he comes in? He probably has a cup of coffee, a, a Ziploc full, zip full of bacon, some chewing tobacco, and he's like, yeah, no, just off to a really nice lunch here to get the day going. So You know, look- I feel at home here on this show because we, you guys talk about food all the time. Yeah. And I felt like... You know, I'm like this pregnant lady. That's all I think about is food, you know, I'm like, <laughs> right? And so I'm like on the show and I, I didn't, I was like, Mace, what do you bring when you have less than three minutes to make your lunch for the day or whatever food you're going to eat for the day? Yep. And you don't have enough time. You just got to grab something from the fridge and run out the door and be like, this is what I'm eating all day. You just throw it in a big paper bag and like, yep. I'll figure it out. And he was like yogurt and i was like no that's too messy if you're gonna eat that in the car it's gonna you gotta have a spoon you can't do that he's like avocado I'm like, Same i have an thing? idea i think i have an what? idea don't you just grab like and i know you don't have to put it together but you can put, it, put yeah. it together at work just yeah. grab some peanut butter some jelly grab both of them throw it yep. in the bag throw in some bread and then figure yeah, it out once that. you get to the office that's probably you can do that yeah. yeah that's what i did with the tortillas and cheese i was like i don't have time for this I have to grab something. I'm gonna. I had the sh- the TV show in the morning. 
I was going to be done at one. There's not enough time to stop anywhere at the Starbucks or anything. I have to like rush across the plaza at LA live to go to radio. Cause the radio starts at 1255. So I missed the first segment and I don't have time. So like I did normally I would take some time in the morning to make my breakfast. I just didn't have time. So I just well, threw is... like tortillas and cheese in the bag. I thought that was a good idea. It's a it's a perfect show for you because, like you said, um, <laughs> Travis talks about food as if he's Non-stop. a pregnant lady I, as well. I so. can be the Travis <laughs> of the show right now. So what what, what cheese did you uh, bring with this uh, tortillas? Uh, it was Jack cheese. Okay. Um, I didn't have usually I will have the shredded cheese, but I'd used all that up. Um, so I just had like some slices of Jack cheese. <laughs> all right, and so I threw that in the I, bag. I, I and can I, only and imagine. I had a, I can only imagine Mason <laughs> on the other side of the table looking at you saying, you brought what? You brought just jack cheese and tortillas. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah. All right, what Mason doesn't what... need. He, all he does is drink like 30-ounce Starbucks coffees during the show. That's right. Oh <laughs> he doesn't need. You should have gotten Greg uh, to do your bidding. You should have said, hey, hey, Greg, over there. Go go run and get yourself something nice, too. Go get me some uh, lunch and everything. You should have pulled a power You'd have done there. it. Yeah, he would have done it. You know it. what? I have to say something for your guy, Taylor, Tall Taylor. Mm-hmm. Taylor, one time when I I tried my trick of like I order on the Starbucks app so it'll be ready as I walk across from the TV building to the radio building, and I walked in there it wasn't ready. They I, you know I tried to order it they said it would be ready and they didn't have it ready, and I said I got I gotta go I don't want to be late for the show I you know and so Taylor said I'll, I'll go get your Taylor came your through Starbucks. yeah. Yeah, he did. He was people. a really nice guy. Yeah, he went down and went down in between one of the breaks and like got my stuff because, you know, it's it's like that's that is a nice thing about being pregnant. Like people feel like, oh, we gotta <laughs> make sure she eats. You know, like oh. <laughs> well, I I think when you're not pregnant, they're like, oh, just let her be hungry. You look, know, me but... me knowing Taylor, <laughs> pregnant or not, Taylor's uh, he's he's got your back on that one. Okay, so can I let let me go through this one real quick? Am I right on this? I I saw Winning Time on um, on Sunday Sunday night. I'm one episode in, like everybody else. Do yeah. you have this kind of hey? I'm Ramona. No, I don't watch it the same day you do. I get the whole thing before you do. Can you just fill me in here? Not on any of the details of what's going on, but how many episodes have you watched? Last night I watched four and five. How baller so I'm, is that? I'm through, I'm through this episode. It's not so much ball. I actually did throw a little bit of a tantrum because I didn't, it took me a while to get them. <laughs> and I was like, Power move. I was like, I need to, I need to watch this stuff. This is my job to be, to know what's in the show and what's, yes. you know, what it's about. Like, we're going to be talking about this on the radio. We're going to be talking about this on air. I mean, it's, it is kind of my job. So they, um, they, they sent me the link to eight of them. So I am binging every night. I watch two of them. Okay. So I watched two and three the other night, and then last night I watched four and five because I only got it on Sunday. Without, or, no, no, I got it on Monday even. Without yeah. giving any details, yeah, I, I was. I, I thought episode number one I thought was fantastic. They wrote me in right away. If you didn't really have a feel of what kind yeah. of show it's going to be, two minutes in, you're like, oh, okay, I got it. Um, it's entertaining. It's fantastic. Is it probably blown out of proportion? I'm sure it is. Yeah. Uh, it's dramatic in its own way. How after episode number one, what, what what's kind of your feeling? Is it is it continue to live up to the hype after the first episode? Is it better, worse? What do you think? Uh, I think it gets better. <laughs> I think it's really good. That's what uh, I'm talking it's, about. It's very entertaining. Yep. It gets better and better. And I I I have said this publicly, and I will continue to say this. Mm-hmm. There are a few things I don't like. Okay. I really don't like how they are treating Jerry West in this show. Mm. I think it is 
not fair to one of the great all-time players and executives in this league. He comes across sort of one note and cartoonish, um, especially in episode one. Sure. He, yeah. Did, did Jerry get mad at people and yell and scream? Yes. I've been on the receiving end of some of those. Okay. Anybody, if you, you haven't lived until Jerry West has yelled at you. Okay. <laughs> right. Like it's like a badge of honor in our industry. Um, but, but uh, the the thing about Jerry is like he can yell at you because he's he's that that's only one side of him. Like you, he's very upfront and like what he's thinking and feeling. You know he's telling you the truth. Like when he when he's mad at you, he you'll know it. When he's when he when he respects you, you'll know it. When he is right. And so if you only show one side of somebody it's not really fair like alan like if i only showed one side of who you are as a person Mm -hmm. and it was like the worst side of you right Mm -hmm. it's not really a good representation of you i mean it you know it's and i don't i think it's a little more dialed up like you know a lot of people have told me well he didn't have a window he didn't throw his trophy through the window and you know like he might have yelled and screamed and you know but the thing is he did write about all this stuff in his book that's where they got all that from Okay, so there's the Jeff Perlman book, but then there's also the West by West, right? His, his mm-hmm. own autobiography. And he writes very candidly about his battles with depression. And I mean, the title of the book is like my tortured life and life and, you know, basketball. But I think he they kind of create him more as a raving lunatic rather than a sort of um, sullen and introspective sullen guy. Right. I mean, it's it's a little it's a little turned up the volume, although the actor who plays him is great. It's a if you're just, if you don't know the real Jerry, you'd, you'd find his portrayal very interesting and cool. And it's funny, right? In episode one, I think it's funny. But I found I found it, and I'll tell you in terms of what's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it gets worse for him too in mm. episodes. Now, eventually, it will get better. I've I've heard. I haven't seen the rest of it, but I I think it will from what I've heard. But in you know, there's 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 more coming in the next few episodes where I'll be. I was cringing for but him. There- there is because there I is, know him, you know. There is something about like we can sit here and say, guys, this is yeah. an HBO series. Uh, Gary Vitti, I think, uh, you know, basically yeah. said the same thing. It was a total mischaracterization of Jerry West. I think there's this. It's HBO. They're they're yeah. they're building this out to be this that. But I, I, you know what? You're right. I think people are going to walk away and say, oh, so that's Jerry West. Those who yeah don't know him personally or have no relationship with him or only, you know, have seen from the outside of who he is. So I, I could see where somebody would be bothered of like, come on now, that's not that's not Jerry West. But I guess you can say, hold your horses. This is HBO. They're trying to get as many viewers as possible. Yeah. They're characterizing him a certain way, but that's not a, an exact portrayal of him. There is a disclaimer, though. Like the first frame of every episode, yeah. right, is a disclaimer saying this is all, you know, some of it is made up. Some of it's dram- yeah. dramatized. So, like, it's up on the viewers then to actually decide who these people are. But you know what? You know, you know what's funny, Emily? I think that this is a perfect example. Travis and I were talking about this during the week. You don't have to be a sports fan or a Lakers fan to get hooked to a show like this, right? So right. I, think a, I think a lot yeah. of people who eventually watch this or give it a shot or give it an opportunity or maybe they have HBO or a lot of people are talking about it, this might be your first time you, you've heard anything about yeah. Jerry West, right? Like this, It's not like you have this you know long history of knowing that, oh, the Lakers won a championship in 1980 and then Pat Riley became the head coach. So um, ultimately I was curious because I know that – you know, you have a you have a couple insiders. Ramona does, so she gets to watch the whole thing, and we'll just patiently wait week by week. Well, Alan, I will say this: 
I grew up in L.A. in the 80s, okay? So I was born in 79. So I obviously don't remember when Magic was drafted because I was not even born yet. But I was – I think that would have happened later in the year. I was born in July. Um, but my – like my quote my, – my era, okay, was probably the the later part of the Lakers Showtime era. It was like the – 80 i would have probably you know in terms of coming online and paying attention to sports i would have been about five or six so 85 on by the Um, way and i'm with you on maybe yeah i'm with you where i'm a little bit later so for me it was magic and jordan in the finals where it was like oh hey what's going on here basketball wise so i missed this this is all i missed that whole portion oh so so like Little Momo grew up in L.A. when the Dodgers won in 88. Oh, my gosh, right? Like, I was watching Kirk Gibson, and, yes, I watched the whole game um, when he hit the home run. And, you know, I watched the Lakers-Celtics series. And, I, you know, it was like I, I was five, but I was watching. My, my dad watched, and I watched, and I was into it. Um, and so, to me, the Jordan finals is actually a sad one because they lose, right? I mean, they sure. – you know, win the first spo- one. No, no then... spoilers there. They, we all know they lost, right? Um, <laughs> don't, don't say anything about that ninety-one, uh, that ninety-one yeah, finals. But it was really sad because, you know, when you're a kid, you don't like. I all I knew was Magic and Kareem, and Kareem was kind of at the end of his career, and it was mm-hmm. sad. Like you knew this was the end of the era, and so it was, and it was sad because he was kind of broken down at that point. He wasn't. He was, I think he might have been injured. I can't remember the details of it because I was, you know. 11 or something but mm-hmm. the he was it was a sad time for those of us who had watched them all through the 80s especially when you're a little kid watching them right and it's like uh it's this is the winning time is so awesome because they really nail the era like the songs the dress the way people the attitudes like mm. i mean i saw it as a little kid so i don't think i i, I mean i listened to whatever my parents put on in the car you know, my mom listened to Whitney Houston and Aretha Franklin and whatever, you know, whatever she treated like, I mean, I just, whatever was on in the radio. Um, but now I'm seeing it through this lens of like an adult lens back, looking back at the era I grew up in. It's like such a great nostalgia play. People who really live through the era are having fun watching it just to see LA in the late seventies and eighties. Like that's fun to watch all the, the scene, the places they go. There's a scene at Chasen's, there's a scene at the Derby, there's, I mean, these were like awesome old timey restaurants, right? Um, I just, I, I think they really nailed it in terms of the feel of it, what it was like back then, what the NBA was like back then. Um, I think Dr. Buss comes across as like the coolest guy ever oh. in the show. Oh, just the man. Yeah, the man. I've heard that he wasn't as exuberant, sure, <laughs> like there's, sure. you know, as they, as he portrayed in the show, but. John C. Riley's awesome, yeah. super entertaining. It's just it's more like when you know the real people. I think they got a lot right. I think they got. Yeah. I would say probably in terms of just like what in terms of what matters yep. about a character, um, the essence of the characters. The only one I think is off is Jerry West, and I feel really bad for him. And I think it's and I and I'll tell you this. I know it's very hurtful for him. Okay, mm. and so I feel very. Um, Jerry's a sensitive guy too. And so I yep. just, I just don't like it for him and you know, I'll just leave it at that. So how much do you care about, uh, you know, how somebody's poor, you know, it's also like when somebody writes very openly in their own book about depression and being a sort of a tortured soul, like hmm. it's, um, you know, it's, it's weird to see that on screen rather than read it. You know, when you read it and it's coming from their voice, it's different than 
somebody else interpreting that. Does well, that make sense? yeah, no, that makes sense. And I, and I think, you know, that's one of the first things that you mentioned, and we've heard that now so far about this, you know, HBO yep. series winning time. So at least people are coming out and kind of saying like, okay, that's not a real portrayal of Jerry West, but we got another episode coming up on Sunday. So looking forward to that. Uh, ESPN radio is brought to you by progressive insurance. Ramona, let, let's do a couple things when we come back. Yep. Lakers, obviously, we did our best to pretend like what didn't. <laughs> I didn't give any yesterday. spoilers. People are saying I gave no spoilers there. No, 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 you're good. Definitely spoiler free. No, no, no. You're... I got the only, what, what the, what's the only spoiler I gave? There's a scene at Chasen's. Okay. No, you're fine. <laughs> right. You're you're fine. Yeah. Um, we tried as best as we can to pretend like the Lakers didn't play. It's last really night. good though. Hey, that's what I predicted would happen. <laughs> now we have to address it. Let's do this when we come back. People want to know why LeBron didn't take that last shot last Me night too. in regulation. I got a much bigger issue than that last shot. We'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sliwa Show. Ramona Shelburne filling in for T. Raj. Uh, stay right here. 710 ESPN. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is my era. Our music selection. Gotta love it. Yes. Had Adele to start things off. Let's keep this thing rolling. It's time for a straight walk, a straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Um, as always, if you're out driving around, we always appreciate it. You want to be a part of the show? 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. Okay, Ramona, I um, maybe, you know, I'm just, uh, maybe I'm a Laker fan that just doesn't learn from his previous mistakes. And I walked into the game yesterday. Lakers taking on the Rockets doing the pregame show with Michael, LeBron comes back. Um, I'm just thinking in my head, okay, look, there's been some really, really bad losses this year. They're not going to do it again, are they? Come on, they're not going to. I mean, you got losses just recently since the All-Star break. They're 1-6. You got blown out by the Clippers. You got blown out by the Pelicans. These are teams that are sitting at the 8th and the 10th spot in the West. I'm not talking about the Lakers losing to the Miami Heat and the Phoenix Suns. We're talking about teams that are in the, you know, similar as far as standings go. We know the losses they've had against the Oklahoma City Thunder, the triple overtime loss against the Sacramento Kings. I could go down the list of all the bad teams that the Lakers have lost to this year. The Houston Rockets were had the worst record in the Western Conference, I think a half game from the worst record in the NBA. And they are, as best as that franchise can do it, it's in their best interest to lose. I'm not saying the players are going out there and Jalen Green's going out there and saying, hey, I don't want to have a good game. But the more games they lose, the better chance they have at a uh, at, at a better draft pick and, and everything kind of the trickle effect from there. So everyone, and I was getting a chance to do this in the postgame show yesterday, a lot of people complaining about Braun. Braun, it's 120 to 120. Lakers have the ball after an inbounds that the Rockets tip out of bounds. You're going to get the final possession. I think it was about 13 seconds left. Um, LeBron makes a move, goes towards the basket. I think what everybody thought was Braun was going to go up and really just the reverse layup, nothing crazy or out of the ordinary. Instead, he kicks it out to Carmelo Anthony. Melo misses a three. Lakers go into overtime. 
and, and the Lakers end up getting blown out in OT against the Rockets. I, I want to get your thoughts on it first. What did you think of that final possession in uh, in um, in regulation? What did you think of LeBron not taking that final shot? Well, when I saw it live, I was like, well, "What is he doing? Like, you Everybody have the layup, did. man, yeah. right?" Um, I I understand that he, you know, I don't think his knee is right. I mean, he played, but he that wasn't the same Braun who scored fifty six the other night, and he's one for played nine forty five minutes again yesterday. Yeah. I mean. Oh, look, I've covered Braun for a long time, and mm-hmm. he is very unselfish. He will always pass it to an open teammate rather than take his own contested shot. Um, it's a very different alpha-type role than we all were used to when Kobe Bryant was in that spot. Um, Kobe would, Kobe's like, I'm always the best option. Yep. <laughs> right? Like that mm-hmm. was his, his saying, even if there's four guys on me. Yeah, double team um, coming sounds good. Yeah, yeah. That's all you got? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he – so this is more in character for Braun to pass to a guy open and look for – especially mellow. But it's not like they needed a three. Mm-hmm. They just needed a basket. And he's been very focused on scoring since he's come back. I mean, really the last the last uh, third of the year, I guess. He's been really focused on scoring because I think that's – that you know, that is a real thing. He – he can pass Carl Malone pretty soon, and he can. Um, he's climbing up the all-time list, so I think he's put his head down and he's got more of a bent towards scoring. But I, I couldn't believe he passed it. I was like, "You have a layup, man!" Like, it, it wasn't out of fear or anything. Now I know afterwards, he basically said, "Well, I was uh, I had the wrong angle and I was off balance." Let Let me play it actually, Ramona, because I think for those who didn't yep. get a chance to hear it yesterday, yep. LeBron is explaining why he didn't take that final shot. I took a long one-two step and ended up behind the backboard. Um, was a little bit off balance, and I could have forced a, a, a reverse layup, but I wasn't in a position to feel like I could have got a great look. Um, I could have got a decent look, um, and I feel like Melo's look was a lot better than mine. So, so that's Bron kind of explaining it. This is. For me, Ramona, this is uh, – I'm with you. And, you know, one of the reasons why LeBron is, for me personally, one of my favorite players to watch. I grew up – Magic was my my favorite. Um, that style of basketball is my favorite. I don't know what it is about just that quarterback at point guard mm-hmm. that is dishing dimes left and right. You feel like he makes everybody better around you. Everybody feels involved. Um, it's one of LeBron's greatest characteristics, right, that he can have – X amount of assists in a game, but he could also drop 35. It's not, you know, it's not a surprise or a shock. I, I think what most Laker fans wanted to see yesterday was, Bron, 13 seconds left. The Lakers are tied 120-120 against the Rockets. Nobody really wants to hear, well, you know, as I went to the basket and based upon this and based upon that, I think what, what you would hope for Bron in that situation, the mentality is, I'm taking the final freaking shot. And if I take that final shot, it doesn't go in and we go into OT, that's on my shoulders. And if I hit that shot and we don't go to OT and we escape with a win against the Houston Rockets, that's on my shoulders. And I think there are times, and yesterday a good example, where you wanted to see Bron. uh, Bron, you finished the game. Listen, I know Carmelo has been a great spot-up shooter and he's done such a fantastic job for the Lakers off the bench. Bron, take the final shot. End the game. And if you don't end the game, it's okay. Walk over to the sideline knowing that the best player on the floor had a chance to win the game for the Lakers and it didn't happen. 
Um, would you agree with that, that that's how a lot of people kind of view yeah. situations and predicaments like that? Bron, put it on you and go in the game. Yeah, I mean, this is how, to me, it's like, I don't want anybody but Bron taking that shot. Like, if you're, if that's, if that's, if that's your best player, you just want your best player taking that shot. He has been, you know, earlier in his career, is more maligned for not taking clutch shots or not making them, but he's, he makes a lot of them now. And, uh, and he takes them now. Yeah. I mean, there, there's been but a lot of games. Said, mm-hmm. uh, well, he said, I got a little off balance, like, and he, only he knows if he was, I, I think he was, I mean, I guess Mello said the same thing. He, he was wondering why he passed it also, but then he, he saw the replay and he was off balance. That's fair. I, I guess, you know, it's, it's maybe it's an indicative of where his knee was at. Maybe it's, he was just kind of twisted around, but, um, he's, I've certainly seen him make a reverse layup many times in his career. Right. I mean, he, he certainly can make that shot. So maybe he just, maybe he's just a little off balance and, and his knee felt weird. You know, so I, th- th- this is the bigger issue I have, and mm-hmm. we're going to, st- we'll start taking some phone calls here in just a second. The bigger issue I have, Ramona, is you know what gets lost in yesterday's game with 13 seconds left and the game tied at 120 and LeBron doesn't take that final shot? What gets lost is the game's tied at 120 against the Houston exactly. Rockets. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and that's they the part. They didn't lose the game because LeBron didn't take that shot, man. Yes, and that's the part where I think so easily we can walk away and people can start saying, oh, my gosh, did you see how Houston took over in overtime? What were the Lakers doing? How does LeBron not take that shot? My issue was, you know, and even if Bron takes the final shot and he hits a buzzer beater and the Lakers win, damn, you're in a game against Rockets are 32 games below 500. 32 games below 500, and not that we should be giving the Lakers the benefit of the doubt. Not that we should look at this Lakers team and say to ourselves, um, "Hey, there are any game that they they can they walk into, they're going to be favorites or anything along those lines." But Ramona, I, I mean, if if you're already sitting where you're sitting in the standings, if you know there's only 18 games left, if LeBron comes back after a 56-point performance against the Golden State Warriors, and you're having that kind of a battle against the Rockets, what are we doing? What Are we, are we just all wasting you, our time? I'm going to read you a quote from Jalen Green, who's the Rockets rookie who scored 32 points last yeah. night. All right. This is Jalen Green after the game. Our game plan was just to attack Mello and find the mismatch on the floor. So when it came down to it, we were looking for Mello, and I was attacking him every time. Hmm. First of all, I can't believe he said that out loud. Okay. You know, Braun was being asked about Jalen Green, his confidence. Ball. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he doesn't, he's, doesn't have an issue with confidence. Uh, but it, is it fair to say this? And I feel like I've heard this a couple different times this year. Teams aren't scared of the Lakers. No. These young teams, these young players, even veteran, doesn't matter. Nobody's walking into a game and saying, hey, you know what? We fear the Lakers. Can I, can I tell you one thing that's driving me crazy? And this is primarily because, you know, you listen to every single interview in every single game of the postgame show. It, it's part of the job. You're playing it. It's part of when you're doing the postgame show. If I had, I can't tell you how many times I've heard this year, well, you know how it is. Teams really get up for the Lakers, and this is kind of like their Super Bowl, right? This is a team like the Rockets. They get a chance to play the Lakers. They're going up against Braun. This, that they really get up. They get excited to go play the Lakers. Every time I hear that, I'm like, we've been saying the same excuse. I say we as if I was out on the floor with six minutes left to go and uh, stretching or something. But it feels like every single game, Ramona, when the Lakers lose a game like this, that same excuse comes up every time. And it's like, okay, other teams – 
they treat the Lakers one way. The Lakers don't adjust to how other teams treat them. Yeah, but that's always the case with the Lakers, right? Like literally every single year since the Showtime era, the teams get up to play the Lakers. Of course. I mean, it's, it's the Lakers. They're, you're playing mm-hmm. the, and I think this year it's even more pronounced because they have five future Hall of Famers on the team. Okay, LeBron, Westbrook, AD, um, Melo, I mean, Dwight. Like every time you're a young player, you get to play against somebody of that stature. You want to go at them. You want to measure yourself against them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that they're older. Like Carmelo's what 38 now. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like that kind of that kind of swagger and, and is exactly what a younger player would do when playing against you know his idols, his heroes, whatever whatever you want to call them for the him for him. And I, you know, I just I can't believe Jalen said that out loud. We we were just going at Melo every time. I mean, it was. Yeah, we're, we're hunting. Essentially, he, they were hunting Melo for in defensive matchups. By the way, they don't respect working, him as a defender. Yeah, if it's working, I don't blame him. And, and that was another game we didn't see Dwight Howard. I know Michael and I were talking about in the pregame yeah. show, and that became a conversation. But zero defense from uh, from the Lakers last night. Okay, your phone calls coming up next. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Uh, plus, we have an Ask Momo. Momo, listen, Ramona. Th- there's some people that have some questions for you. You got it. And we're going to answer those questions, or we're going to at least present them to you. You know, it's great, but it's okay. We're going to present them to you, and then you answer (laughs) them how you'd like to. So we'll do do all that coming up next, plus your phone call. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show on 710 ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Momo. All right, Emily, fill us in here. What's going on over yeah. there? Yeah, Momo, I don't know if you know about all the uh, I'm buying you a bike, by the way, a <laughs> bike and a transit card. Yeah, I need. I definitely need something like that. Also, with gas prices, I definitely need to get out of my car recently. So I was driving yesterday. Um, so also, for those who didn't listen on Monday, I had uh, my car keys. I lost them this weekend. So it has been eight hundred dollars oh. to get them replaced, and it just was just eight hundred, Ramona. Not a reasonable. <laughs> sounds very reasonable. Ooh, yeah. So uh, I was driving around yesterday. It was dark out, and so then I was. I saw in the car in front of me that my front uh, lights were out. Uh, well, my front right light is out. So I was like, Jesus Christ! Another thing that I have to. Figure out how to fix. So what I texted Chris about this morning, too, is like, I want the good people of Los Angeles to help me not get swindled. I do not want to have to pay way too much money to get my car light fixed. So I need to know what price I should be looking for, where I should go, so I don't have to pay another $800 or something that I could definitely You're get in judged. Eagle Rock, right? Or Highland Park? Yeah, Highland Park, Eagle Rock, in that area. All right, throw in some suggestions to Emily, please. Emily, what's your Twitter? At Emily. At Emily Hebel, H-Y-B-L. Okay. All right, so help help Emily out in this uh, another car situation that Emily is in. Uh, ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. I want to take some phone calls, Ramona. Let's just get some thoughts from some Laker fans out there. Yep. Uh, another bad loss for the Lake Show yesterday. Let's go to Big Rob in Inglewood. Big Rob, what's going on? What's up, what's up, what's up, man? We got a lot of problems in L.A., as we know. First of all, Jeannie Buss needs to hire me because I called the radio show and knocked every move that the Lakers made. 
first of all. And I and obviously they, they did not listen to me because I told I told him that she needs to put a vending machine in the locker room full of icy hops because this this is a team full of old guys. All right? And the next thing is poor Westbrook. And another thing is LeBron James will never win another championship with, with him being the main man on the team. And my last point is this, what we're talking about. Why LeBron didn't take that last shot? We should not be surprised. LeBron James isn't built like that. And here's why I say that. Because when he first left, left the Cavs to go to the Heat, on stage after he, he joined that team, he was on the stage, Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade, and they asked him, game seven, the championship is on the line and it's the last shot. Who takes the last shot? And LeBron James' answer was, whoever is open. I told everybody then, that guy will never be as great as Michael Jordan. Because Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, you know what? No matter what, even if they pass the ball, they're going to say, I'm taking the last shot, no matter what. Big Rob, appreciate you calling in. Let, let us jump in here. Ramona, what... what you know, when you hear, he had, I think, four or five different points there, so you could pick and choose which yeah. one. Um, it's funny. When I hear people say he'll never be this player because of that, he's not that player. And you know who else isn't him? Nobody in the league has been LeBron James, that he can be his own person that is one of the greatest to ever do it his own way. I, it's kind of frustrating sometimes when, you know, you see a situation and everybody wants to compare that situation to another player. Um, Michael Jordan was able to do things that were six NBA championships. Uh, obviously, he takes the final shots. He takes a lot of those big shots. Michael also couldn't do things that LeBron James could have done or has done and will eventually, when he finishes his career, um, have attributes that Jordan never did. I hate that we just kind of try to take one play and say, well, that's why he can't be the greatest because he didn't do that. What about all the stuff that Braun does that some of these other greats don't do? You agree with that, or, or do you fall more along the line of what Brig Rob is saying? No, I, I look, I think Braun's record speaks for itself, right? Like he is, he is a guy who he, he whoever's open that is his mentality. That is why he is. I've always thought he was more Magic Johnson than Michael Jordan, right? Agreed. In terms of his outlook and the, the way he sees the game, and people like playing with him because he gets gets a lot of people paid, Alan. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, the, you know, he's he's up there with Steve Nash in terms of people who get paid a lot of money after playing with them, um, having career years and then getting paid a lot of money. Uh, I, this is this is the be- this is the good side and the downside, right? Like when he when he comes through and somebody makes that shot, you say, oh wow, you know, Bron elevated them and their game and it helps the team. When he passes up the shot and and passes somebody else, you say, why didn't you take the shot? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's the double edged sword. Same thing with Kobe, right? You say. Well, Kobe always takes a shot. He thinks he's the best open, even if he's covered by three guys and there's somebody wide open. Well, when he makes it, it's good. When he misses, you're you're, you're being a ball hog, <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's just how it goes. You either make the shot or you don't. You either take it or you don't. And it's you live with the consequences. And I think Braun and his teams will always live with those consequences because over the course of his career, it's it's proven pretty successful. So I, I'm going to give him a pass on that one last night. He made the play he always makes. And his knee obviously didn't look right to me. I mean, he, he looked, I don't know if you want to call it rusty or not, not quite himself. He certainly didn't shoot like himself in that game. But, you know, it's, this is also a reminder 
He's 37 years old. He's dealing yep. with a knee injury that he said is not going to get better until he rests for an extended amount of time. And so whatever he's giving them is the best he can give them. And the reason they lost that game, Allen, was not because he didn't take that last shot. It's because they let the they, – they, they don't play defense. Career, there's no defense out there. Yeah, they don't play any defense. By and the then, way – The Jalen Green quote is about Melo, but mm-hmm. it's really about the whole team. Okay? Sure, it's, sure. It's not – you know, you can't blame Melo for being kind of old. Okay? He's not – He's never a great defensive player anyway, but he actually, of of the guys on that team, I think, plays decent team defense. Like, he knows what he's supposed to be doing individually, maybe not, but the team defense, he's he's trying. Um, I can't say the same for the rest of the guys on that court, and that's – it's frustrating to watch every night. Well, LeBron's bad game was 23-14-12. He's mm-hmm. eight assists now away from passing the 10,000 mark in assists. He'd be the first player to have 10,000 – over 10,000 rebounds, assists, and points. And like you just said, you know, you said a little bit earlier, that's this is LeBron's game. That's more, uh, whether you like it or you don't, that's LeBron's game. And a guy that came off, couldn't play because of his uh, the knee swelling, the knee soreness, played 45 minutes last night against the Rockets. That actually probably concerns me more than anything else is that um, it, it, he's still playing these big minutes. It's not resulting in the W's. Let me let me squeeze in one more quick call here. Hammer in Marietta. Hammer, what's going on? Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. You got it, man. Uh, really quick, I just uh, Big Rod, uh, Big Rob just uh, went ahead and uh, made some very good points. Uh, I agree that uh, LeBron has a different uh, position mentality as Kobe and Michael. It's not fair to compare him. What you do compare is the mentality of an individual. How do they want to approach a game? And the greatest will always say, it will start with me and it will die by me. That's what Kobe, Michael, Magic, Kareem, the greatest did. LeBron, unfortunately to me, is not one of them. And the other point is, seems that the world forgotten when LeBron has, uh, left uh, Cleveland to go to Miami. In that one of those interviews, he never gave us the chance to even interview him. Uh, to come to L.A. That, at that time. People forgetting that. And then uh, towards the end of it, he's, every, the world was pissed off at him. He said, hey, you all have to go back to work tomorrow. That's something I will never forget. And for that reason, I would reject to say that he would be one of the greatest. You don't talk like that about humanity, especially in this time and point and age where the world needs some some kind of positive. Not, you know, it, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Thank you for taking my call. Hammer, appreciate you calling in. Ramona? Yeah, look, I, well, I get it, what it, he's saying. Like, can, I do. I, can I just say this? Isn't it kind of crazy just game to game how opinions yeah. just change completely on these Yeah, we had 56 the other night, right? <laughs> was, everybody was like, oh, my God, we need to appreciate Bron's greatness while he yep. still has it. Um, I, I think that uh, – and this is why I, I like being a writer, okay, mm-hmm. because – some people like to go in with hot takes or make everything in black and white. But to me, the most interesting thing about great players or great people or people that we cover is that, you know, they contradict themselves. They're, they're the, the gray areas are where the interesting things live, right? And um, I think LeBron had some bad moments early in his career. That quote is certainly something that was not good at the time and ages poorly. And I think that there will be a lot of people who will hold on to that quote, and I I get why you do, because now he did say that in a moment where he felt like he was really under attack after the Heat had flopped in the finals, and Mm -hmm. he felt like he was being criticized a lot, and 
people say things when they're under attack that, um, you know, and when they're being criticized and under pressure like that, that they later regret. I mean, I, I certainly have when I'm in that spot. Um, I'm just not on a stage like LeBron is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the venting that I do to my husband or my mom, you know, after a tough day or something, like, I certainly wouldn't say the same thing publicly, right? <laughs> and it's it, and he did. He said it. He said the quiet part out loud. Okay, mm-hmm. and I I I know he would do that over again if he could. But it it that is really how he felt. He's like he's essentially trying. He was essentially trying to say, you know, um, you don't understand what it's like to be me, and because you don't have the same pressure and job that I do. Like, and mm-hmm. but he did it in a way that was like very demeaning to. Sure. Sure. average people and working people and, and saying like I'm more important. Yeah. And it yep. was a really, it was a bad quote. It was a bad look. And that probably is how he really felt. So I don't think he's, he hasn't really run from that quote. He said it, he's, you know, he said it, he meant it, but he's also grown and changed and evolved. And, um, I certainly don't think he would say that again, but, um, you know, I get why people hold on to that when you're, when you're doing well and people hold on to the good quotes and when you're doing poorly, they hold on to the bad ones. All right, let's do a couple things here. When we come back, we have Hey Did You See. At 11 o'clock, we'll yep. take more of your phone calls on the Lakers, 877-710-ESPN. Ramon, i, I got to get your thoughts on a couple things at 11. Yeah. Um, DeAndre Jordan had an interesting quote that kind of goes to Draymond Green talking about the Lakers as we get closer to the postseason. And I really need your help on understanding a couple things about this playing tournament of whether this is really a good idea or it's not a good idea. We'll do all that coming up at 11. Uh, you could send in your Ask Momo tweets. Just send it to at Alan Sliwa or at Ramona Shelburne. Uh, stay right here. Hey, did you see coming up next? Travis and Sliwa Show, 710 ESPN. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, Travis Rogers off uh, off this morning. Ramona, I'm I'm just going to take a guess here. I'm going to assume that he's golfing right now, that he already had a breakfast burrito, and he's thinking about what he's going to have for lunch, and he's a couple beers deep. If I know Travis well, he's taking advantage of his day off. It's like 10.30. Yep. Nope. A couple yeah. beers deep? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> he goes hard <laughs> on this day as well, yeah. Ramona. Yeah, he goes, he goes hard to the paint. <laughs> Hard in the paint, as oh, we like to say, man. Ramona. I'd, I mean, uh, like the food thing, that's no big deal. But, like, drinking <laughs> 10 o'clock, I don't know. Taylor, what do you got there, bud? Slee, that was a perfect segue into my first question. Did you okay. see that Trav is enjoying a well-deserved day off? 
and we know that he's out golfing. So let's say that you have 24 hours off from work and don't have to respond to emails or texts. What do you What are you doing? Mo, do you want to go first on that one? What am I doing? Yeah. Uh, if I have 12, well, first of all, I always have to respond to emails and texts. There's no such thing for me um, as a reporter, right? Like, you you know, the news happens when the news happens. But uh, when I can get away from it all, I am probably driving up uh, to go to the, going up to Ojai, going up to the, going out to the beach, trying to get away, maybe go for a hike with one of my friends, something like that. Get out. I like to get out in nature. Okay. I have Ramona, and, and this is literally a perfect setup for me because Sunday, had the day off, had nothing to do, nothing planned. I, I, I planned some stuff of what I wanted to do. This is what I did, and to me it was a perfect yeah. day. Drove up to Malibu. Yeah. Did one of the hikes out there. I don't know if you're much of a hiker. I'm not yeah. a when, – when people say, you know, I was out there for five hours, I'm like, what? What did you do for yeah, five no, hours? No, no. I, I can't do, do that. that. Yeah, I'm like, uh, we get an hour in to an hour and a half. That's like the perfect amount of time. So got a hike in. Went to a fantastic seafood place that's uh, close by, Malibu Seafood, which is on PCH. I've told Travis about this place. Um, and then after that, uh, what did we do? We hang, we hung out for a little bit, went to church a little bit later, watched uh, winning time. That, to me, is a perfect day where you kind of get you get a little yeah. bit of outdoor activity in. You feel like you got a couple stuff done. You eat some good food, and then you kick back and chill. Momo, I cannot yeah. tell you how excited he was about this clam chowder. He t- Well, he actually didn't have the clam chowder <laughs> because he's giving up carbs. He was yeah, gave up for so lunch. excited about this yeah. clam chowder, though. He's He's been talking up this, this seafood place for a long time, but I'm Ramona, glad it was you, good. You would think I was uh, like a 15% silent partner in this place, but no, there's no – there's no equity there. No equity there for me. I mean, what I else? think like, you know, I think like when you have, uh, do you, did he like send you pictures of the chowder on in the group text the whole time? No, he didn't. He was, he's silent as a, as I don't share all. enough. Yeah. I need to share more. Slee's, yeah. Slee's a mysterious guy. He, he, yeah. when he goes away, he goes away. So we just have to imagine what he does. Trav, Trav usually will send us a drunk <laughs> text or two and be like, hey, wait, yeah. guys, this is Travis. Or like send me a picture of someone, um, performing Taylor Swift. That's the text that I get from uh, Travis on a daily basis. If, if you want <laughs> if you want to know what Travis is up to, go to TikTok. That dude is posting up videos really? on TikTok all the time. No, not at all. I don't even think he... Oh. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Oh, well, I'm like, I, TikTok okay. for, for Lent, and it's been terrible. Taylor, what else I, you got there, bud? Yeah. Okay, did you hear Jason Williams, a.k.a. White Chocolate? Yeah, what's going on here? Who's one of my all-time favorite hoopers, appear on Player's Choice, and he had this to say. Kobe's not as high on my list as, as, as people, you know, really think he should be. Like, I'm not even sure he's on the top five of the all-time greatest Lakers, bro, if the people that put the jersey on. Okay, so what's your reaction to that, and what's the dumbest take you've heard recently? Oh. Well, that, that one's right <laughs> up there with one of yeah. the dumbest takes. Okay, when, when he says I'm – I'm trying to understand. So everything he said, I'm not sure – He's one of the top all-time, top five all-time Lakers of players that have put on the jersey. So I think what he's trying to reference is, okay, LeBron, you're not going to think of him as an all-time Laker great in the sense of, well, he's only here for, let's say, four or five years. Wilt was the same way four or five years. When you think of all-time Laker greats, it's Kobe, it's Magic, it's Kareem. You're, You're thinking of those guys specifically because the amount of years they spent with the Lakers. But to him... For for especially Jason Williams, who got to see prime Kobe Bryant with Shaquille O'Neal, 
Um, you know, obviously going through the Sacramento Kings in a couple of those years to go get to the NBA Finals, that's a pretty stupid comment to make. I, I don't really know how else to react to that. I, I don't know if Ramona, you got a different take on that, but that sounds yeah. kind of idiotic. It makes me wonder what his personal relationship with Kobe was like. Like, is there some beef that we don't know about? Because they are of the same era. So maybe they grew up together and, like, Jason had some battles with him where he won. He thinks he's better. I don't know. I mean, that that, that makes it seem like he doesn't really know basketball history or anything about how Kobe's perceived in the league or this city. But it's it feels personal. like so, something personal. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be personal. How, how is it? How is it not personal? And, by the way, is that really the take that you want to have? I mean, it just uh, yeah, yeah, that, sounds, right? that sounds pretty stupid. What else you got there, Taylor? Did you see that there was a cow chase on the 210 near Silmar yesterday? Authorities believe that a truck driver broke down on the freeway and someone opened the latch of the door, oh allowing the animal to escape. So if you were on the freeway and you saw a steer, what would your first move be? And how are your lassoing skills? <laughs> wow. Which, which freeway is it again? 210. So that's basically mm. near the, I'm assuming, like Glendale, like that yeah. little pocket there. I take the 210 almost every every day on the way home from the office because uh, the traffic on the way home in the afternoons is much better that way. Uh, cow chase, that's – people could go on fast on that freeway, man. Um, like it's not like – you know, it's one thing if like it's in the middle of traffic and there's a bunch – you know. But when you're going really fast and there's a cow out there, like you'd really have to swerve. It's kind of dangerous. <laughs> I'm kind of nervous about that. Um, I also wonder how the cow got up on the freeway. Like how how did like did somebody he... was pulling a trailer and then ah so he was already up there. It's not like he climbed up from one right, of the right. nearby fields. Well, he he <laughs> thought he thought if he can get on the freeway and exit, it was a quicker path for yeah. him personally to get where he needed well. to get to. He was, oh, he, was, he was using ways. He was using ways. Oh, right. man. And, Taylor, you are the farm <laughs> expert here because you grew up on a farm. How fast can cows get up? How 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 speedy are they? Uh, they can run a decent speed, but, I mean, you're more concerned about hitting that thing head yeah. on yeah. because yeah. It's, yeah. it's stopping you in your tracks. Okay, you can't true, get out of the way. you got to swerve. <laughs> true story here. Uh, all-star break, Ramona, I mentioned I went to La Paz. I was out in, in Mexico. All right. And there was a road to get back to the airport that was a different road than the road I took coming in. La Paz is probably two hours away from Cabo. And people kept saying, hey, watch out for the cows. I'm like, huh? Because we rented a car. They're like, watch out for the cows. And you start taking the, uh, you know, start taking the road to, to get back. Cows everywhere. And they're walking over the freeway and the street. And you really literally had to keep an eye out for cows i've never had that before and taylor when you sent that yesterday it's the first thing that i thought of it's like yeah uh emily was talking about a mountain lion in silver lake a couple days ago now we got cows sitting on the 210 what's going on here end of days may mayhem on the roads just maybe nature's taking over it's healing guys it's healing yeah covid's over nature's healing it's gonna be everywhere okay um let's do this when we come back there's a couple things i want to get into ramona i need you to help me with I need you to help me with this playing tournament. I'm going to make a case when we come back why the playing tournament is absolutely irrelevant. And, of course, that would hurt the Lakers if it was irrelevant. Uh, plus, we're going to take more of your phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. Got some tweets that I want to read as well. Stay right here. It's the Travis and Sleba Show on 710-ESPN.